Section 11 of A Holy Life, The Beauty of Christianity by John Bunyan. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section 11. Third, let them that name the name of Christ depart from the iniquity of the times. There are sins that may be called the iniquity of the day. It was thus in Noah's day. It was thus in Lot's day. And it was thus in Christ's day. I mean in the days of his flesh. And it is a famous thing for professors to keep themselves from the iniquities of the times. Here lay Noah's excellency. Here lay Lot's excellency. And here will lie thy excellency, if thou keep thyself from the iniquity of this day. Keep or save yourself from this untoward generation is seasonable counsel. Acts 2.40 But taken of but few. The sin of the time or day being as a strong current or stream that drives all before it. Hence Noah and Lot were found, as it were, alone in the practice of this excellent piece of righteousness in their generation. Hence it is said of Noah that he was a just man and perfect in his generations. Genesis 6, 9 And again the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark. For thee have I seen righteousness before me, in this generation. The meaning is, he kept himself clear of the sin of his day, or of the generation among which he lived. Genesis 7, 1. The same I say of Lot. He kept himself from the sin of Sodom, and hence Peter cries him up for such a righteous man. Just Lot, saith he, that righteous man whose righteous soul was vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. Mark, a just man, a righteous man, his righteous soul. But how obtained he this character? Why, he abhorred the sin of his time. He fell not in with the sin of the people, but was afflicted and vexed thereabout. Yea, it was to him a daily burden. For that righteous man dwelling among them in seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day, with their unlawful deeds. So David I beheld, saith he, the transgressors, and was grieved, because they kept not thy word. Psalms 119-158 The sin of the times is to God the worst of sins, and to fall in with the sin of the times is counted as the highest of transgressions. Consequently, to keep from them, though a man should, through infirmity, be guilty of others. Yet he is accounted upright, and hence it is, I think, that David was called a man after God's own heart, to wit, because he served his own generation by the will of God. Or, as the margent reads, after he had, in his own age, served the will of God. Acts 13. By the sin of the times, Satan, as it were, set up his standard in defiance to God, seeking then to cause his name, in a signal way, to be dishonored, and that by the professors of that age, and hence it is that the Lord doth manifest such wrath against his people, that are guilty of the common sin of their day, and that he shews such special favor to them that abstain therefrom. Was there no more, think you, but Noah, in his generation, that feared God? Yes, several, no doubt. 
but he was the man that kept clear of the sin of his day. Therefore, he and his family must be partakers of God's deliverance. The other must die before, and not be permitted to the mercy of the ark, nor to see the new world with Noah. Unbelief was the sin of the day when Israel was going from Egypt to Canaan. Therefore, all that were guilty of that transgression must be denied to go in to see that good land, yea, though it were Moses himself. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, Because ye believed me not, to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore ye shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. Numbers 20.12 The sin of the day is an high transgression, from the which, because Caleb and Joshua kept themselves, God kept them from all the blasting plagues that overtook all the rest, and gave them the land which he had promised to their fathers. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him, and hath followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whereinto he went, and his seed shall possess it. Numbers 14.24 Idolatry was the sin of the day just before Israel were carried captive into Babylon. Now those of the priests that went astray then, even they say, God shall bear their iniquity. But the priests, the Levites, the sons of Zadok, that kept the charge of my sanctuary, when the children of Israel went astray from me, they shall come near unto me, to minister unto me, and they shall stand before me, to offer unto me the fat and the blood, saith the Lord God. They shall enter into my sanctuary, and they shall come near to my table, to minister unto me, and they shall keep my charge. Ezekiel forty four fifteen sixteen. Great complaints have we now among professors of deadness in duties, barrenness of the ministry, and of the withdrawing of God from his people. But I can tell you a cause of all this, namely, the sin of the day is got into the church of God, and has defiled that holy place. This is the ground and cause of all these things, nor is it like to be otherwise, till the cause shall be removed." If any should ask me, what are the sins of our day, I would say they are conspicuous, they are open, they are declared as Sodom's were, Isaiah 3, 9. They that have embraced them are not ashamed of them, yea, they have got the boldness to plead for them, and to count them their enemies that seek to reform them. All tables are full of vomit and filthiness, and for pride and covetousness, for loathing of the gospel, and contemning holiness, as these have covered the face of the nation, as they have infected most of them that now name the name of Christ. And I say again, when you find out a professor that is not horribly tainted with some of these, I exclude not the ministers nor their families. Let him be as a beacon upon a hill, or as an ensign in our land. But says one, Would you have us singular? And says another, Would you have us make ourselves ridiculous? And says a third, such and such, more godly wise than we, do so. But I answer, if God has made you singular, and called you to grace, that is singular, and bid you walk in ways that are singular, and diverse from the ways of all others. Yea, if to depart from iniquity will make you ridiculous, if to be holy in all manner of conversation will make you ridiculous, then be contented to be counted so. As for the godly wise you speak of, 
let them manifest themselves to be such by departing from iniquity i am sure that their being tainted with sins of the day will not prove them godly wise behold i have taught you said moses statute and judgments even as the lord my god commanded me that ye should do so in the land whither you go to possess it keep therefore and do them for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations which shall hear of all these statutes and say surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people here then is wisdom and this is that that manifesteth a people to be understanding and godly wise even the keeping of the commandments of god and why follow the apish fashions of the world hath the god of wisdom set them on foot among us or is it because the devil and wicked men the inventors of these vain toys have outwitted the law of god what nation is there so great who hath god so nigh unto them as his people have and as he is in all things that we call upon him for and what nation is there so great that hath statutes and judgments so righteous as all this law said moses which i set before you this day deuteronomy four five through eight this then is that which declareth us to be godly wise when we keep our soul diligently to the holy words of god and fit not only our tongues and lips but also our lives thereto fourth but again let them that name the name of christ depart from the iniquity that is as i may call it from family iniquity there is a house iniquity an iniquity that loves not to walk abroad but to harbor within doors this the holy man david was aware of therefore he said that he would behave himself wisely in a perfect way yea saith he i will walk within my house with a perfect heart psalms 101 2 now this house iniquity standeth in these things one in domestic broils and quarrels two in domestic chamberings and wantonness three in domestic misorders of children and servants one for house broils and quarrels it is an iniquity to be departed from whether it be betwixt husband and wife or otherwise this as i said is an iniquity that loves not to walk abroad but yet it is an horrible plague within doors and many that shew like saints abroad yet act the part of devils when they are at home by giving way to this house iniquity by cherishing of this house iniquity this iniquity meeteth the man and his wife at the very threshold of the door and will not suffer them to enter no not with one foot into the house in peace but how far this is from walking together as heirs of the grace of life is easy to be determined men should carry it in love to their wives as christ doth to his church and wives should carry it to their husbands as the church ought to carry it to her saviour ephesians five twenty one through twenty eight first peter three seven and until each relation be managed with respect to these things this house iniquity will be cherished there o god sees within doors as well as without and will judge too for the iniquity of the house as well as for that more open two as house iniquity standeth in domestic broils and contentions so it also standeth in chamberings and wantonness romans thirteen thirteen 
Wherefore the apostle putteth them both together, saying, Not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. This chambering and wantonness is of a more general extent, being entertained by all, insomuch that sometimes, from the head to the foot, all are horribly guilty. But it is a shame to speak of these things that are done of some in secret, for through the lusts of their own hearts they dishonor their own bodies between themselves, working that which is unseemly. Ephesians 5.12, Romans 1.24.27 to their ignominy and contempt, if not with their fellows, with God, who sees them, for the darkness hideth not from him. Psalms 139.12 It was for this kind of iniquity, with other, that God told Eli that he would judge his house forever. 1 Samuel 3.13 Also the words that follow are to be trembled at, that say the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be purged with sacrifice, nor offering for ever. Verse 14. Such an evil thing is house iniquity in the eyes of the God that is above. 3. As domestic iniquity standeth in these, so also in the disorders of children and servants. Children's unlawful carriages to their parents is a great house iniquity, yea, and a common one too. Second Timothy 3, 2 and 3. Disobedience to parents is one of the sins of the last days. Oh, it is horrible to behold how irreverently, how irrespectively, how saucily and malapertly children, yea, professing children, at this day, carry it to their parents, snapping and checking, curbing and rebuking of them, as if they had never received their beings by them, or had never been beholden to them for bringing of them up. Yea, as if the relation was lost, or as if they had received a dispensation from God to dishonor and disobey parents. I will add that this sin reigns in little and great, for not only the small and young, but men are disobedient to their parent. And, indeed, this is the sin with a shame, that men shall be disobedient to parents. The sin of the last times, that men shall be disobedient to parents and without natural affection, where nowadays shall we see children that are come to men and women's estate, carrying it as by the word they are bound, to their aged and worn-out parents. I say, where is the honor they should put upon them? Who speaks to their aged parents with that due regard to that relation, to their age, to their worn-out condition, as becomes them? Is it not common nowadays for parents to be brought into bondage and servitude by their children? For parents to be under and children above? For parents to be debased and children to lord it over them? Nor doth this sin go alone in the families where it is. No, those men are lovers of their own selves, covetousness, boasters, proud, blasphemous, that are disobedient to their parents. This is that the prophet means when he saith, The child shall behave himself proudly against the ancient, and the base against the honorable. Isaiah 3, 5 This is a common sin, and a crying sin, and to their shame be it spoken that are guilty, a sin that makes men vile to a high degree, and yet it is the sin of professors. But behold, how the apostle brands them, he saith, such have but a form of godliness. 
but denying the power thereof, and bids the godly shut them out of their fellowship. 1 Timothy 3, 5 This sin also is, I fear, grown to such a height in some as to make them weary of their parents, and of doing their duty to them. Yea, I wish that some are not murderers of fathers and mothers, by their thoughts, while they secretly long after and desire their death, that the inheritance may be theirs, and that they may be delivered from obedience to their parents. 1 Timothy 1.9 This is a sin in the house, in the family, a sin that is kept in hugger-mugger, close, but God sees it, and hath declared his dislike against it, by an implicit threatening to cut them off that are guilty of it. Ephesians 5, 1-5 Let them that name the name of Christ depart from this iniquity. Disorders of servants is also in house iniquity, and to be departed from by the godly. He that worketh deceit shall not dwell within my house, said David, and he that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. Psalms 101, 7 One of the rarities in Solomon's house, and which the queen of Sheba was so taken with, was the goodly order of his servants. 2 Chronicles 9.4 Some of the disorders of servants are to be imputed to the governors of families, and some to the servants themselves. Those that are to be imputed to the governors of families are such as these. 1. When the servant learns his vileness of his master, or of her mistress. 2. When servants are countenanced by the master against the mistress, or by the mistress against the master, or when in opposition to either, they shall be made equals in things. 3. When the extravagancies of servants are not discountenanced and rebuked by their superiors, and the contrary taught them by word and life. Those to be imputed to the servants themselves are 1. Their want of reverence to their superiors. 2 their backbiting and slandering of them, 3. Their unfaithfulness in serving of them, 4. Their murmuring at their lawful commands. From all these domestic iniquities let every one depart that religiously nameth the name of Christ. And before I leave this head, let me, to enforce my exhortation, urge upon you a few considerations to work with you yet further to depart from these house iniquities. Consider one, a man's house, and his carriage there, doth more bespeak the nature and temper of his mind than all public profession. If I were to judge of a man for my life, I would not judge of him by his open profession, but by his domestic behaviors. Open profession is like a man's best cloak, the which is worn by him when he walketh abroad, and with many is made but little use of at home. But now what a man is at home, that he is indeed. There is abroad my behavior to my friends and customers, my outward honesty in dealing and avoiding gross sins. There is at home my house, my closet, my heart. And my house, my closet, shew most what I am, though not to the world, yet to my family, and to angels. And a good report from those most near, and most capable of advantage to judge, is like to be truer, than to have it only from that which is gotten by my observers abroad. The outside of the platter and cup may look well, when within they may be full of excess. Matthew twenty three twenty five through 28 The outward shoe and profession may be tolerable, 
when within doors, may be bad enough. I and my house will serve the Lord, is the character of a godly man. Joshua 24:15. Consider, too, as the best judgment is made upon a man from his house, so that man is like to have the approbation of God for good, that is faithful in all his house. I know Abraham, says God, that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord. Genesis 18:15. To make religion and the power of godliness the chief of my designs at home, among those among whom God by a special hand has placed me, is that which is pleasing to God, and that obtaineth a good report of him, but to pass these, and to come to other things. Consider three. A master of a family and mistress of the same are those that are entrusted of God with those under their tuition and care, to be brought up for him, be they children or servants. This is plain from the text last mentioned. Wherefore, here is a charge committed to thee of God. Look to it, and consider with thyself whether thou hast done such duty and service for God in this matter, as, setting common frailties aside, thou canst with good conscience lift up thy face unto God, the which, to be sure, thou canst by no means do, if iniquity to the utmost be not banished out of thy house. Consider four and it will not be a sad complaint that thy servant shall take up against thee before the judge at the last day that he learnt the way to destruction in thy house, who art a professor. Servants, though themselves be carnal, expect, when they come into the house of professors, that there they shall see religion in its spangling colours. But behold, when he enters thy door, he finds sin and wickedness there. There is pride instead of humility, and height, and raillery, instead of meekness and holiness of mind. He looked for a house full of virtue, and behold nothing but spider-webs, fair and plausible abroad, but like the sow in the mire at home. Bless me, saith such a servant, are these the religious people? Are these the servants of God, where iniquity is made so much of, and is so highly entertained? And now is his heart filled with prejudice against all religion." or else he turns hypocrite like his master and his mistress, wearing as they a cloak of religion to cover all abroad, while all naked and shameful at home. But perhaps thy heart is so hard, and thy mind so united to the pleasing of thy vile affections, that thou wilt say, What care I for my servant? I took him to do my work, not to train him up in religion. Well, suppose the soul of thy servant be thus little worth in thine eyes. Yet what wilt thou say for thy children who behold all thy ways, and are as capable of drinking up the poison of thy footsteps, as the swine is of drinking up swill? I say, what wilt thou do for them? Children will learn to be naught of parents, of professing parents soonest of all. They will be tempted to think all that they do is right. I say, what wilt thou say to this? Or art thou like the ostrich whom God hath deprived of wisdom, and has hardened her heart against her young? Job thirty nine thirteen through 17 Will it please thee when thou shalt see that thou hast brought forth children to the murderer? Or when thou shalt hear them cry, I learnt to go on in the paths of sin by the carriages of professing parents? Hebrews nine thirteen. 
if it was counted of old a sad thing for a man to bring forth children to the sword, as Ephraim did, what will it be for a man to bring up children for hell and damnation? End of section 11. Recording by Scarlet, Louisiana.